the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Friday night. That's right. It's Friday night, and we're in New York City, and um, we're a little nervous where we are right now. I'm going to tell you why in a second, but I want to um, welcome to the show Matthew Sambolino. Hello, Mr. Sambolino. Good evening, Arthur. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, and uh, I saw you earlier today, and thank you for your hard work. You're always there when, when you are needed. That's why you're the boss of all bosses over at AM 970, The Answer. And I am so lucky because yesterday I missed Joan, but she's back. She found time for wait, us. Wait, wait, you're so lucky because you missed me? Yeah. I, no, I'm so lucky that you're here. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I we were done. I, I apologize. No, we missed you yesterday, Joan, and we're happy did that you're we? back. No, I did. I did. Simply, wait, you, wait she, didn't I send him something today that he's supposed to be nice? Yeah, yeah, I think you guys, oh, like, fine. cursed at each other or something over text. I'm not sure. We got a little nasty there. Yeah. Um, so... Two 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 issues I want to topic. Two issues I want to cover, um, and they're pretty serious. They're both serious. Uh, well, no, one's not so serious. The Madison Square Garden ban is not so serious, um, but what is going on in Tennessee and what may, what may be happening as we speak, which is the release of this video. Um, let's just keep our fingers crossed that people listen to the family of Tyree Nichols, uh, and if there are going to be any protests, they are peaceful. So mm-hmm. I'm sure you've heard about this by now. Um, but I'm going to read you a little um, synopsis we put together. Tyree Nichols, uh, his full name was Tyree DeAndre Nichols, was a 29-year-old black man. He was born on June the 5th of 1993 in Sacramento, California. He later moved to Memphis, Tennessee, where he worked as a FedEx employee. He attended and graduated high school in California. He was the youngest of four siblings, and he had a four-year-old son. He loved skateboarding, photography, and sunsets. Um, so what happened here? On the night of January 7th, um, Tyree uh, was pulled over for reckless driving. As officers went to arrest him, a confrontation occurred, and Nichols left. He fled the scene. Later, a second confrontation occurred, which led to his arrest. Nichols complained of shortness of breath and an ambulance was called and Nichols was taken to the hospital in critical condition. Three days later, on January 10th, Tyree Nichols passed away. He suffered extensive bleeding caused by a severe beating, according to preliminary results of an autopsy commissioned by attorneys for the family. So that's what was originally reported. And then basically the truth came out. Five officers were involved. The five officers were all terminated from their positions, and on January 26th, um, today, a grand jury indicted the five officers. The officers were charged with second-degree murder, aggravated assault, two charges charges of aggravated kidnapping, two charges of official misconduct, and one charge of official oppression. All five officers were in the county jail. Four of them have now uh, been bailed out. Uh, so basically what took place from the original reports until today is that video has been uncovered um, of the the incident that took place upon his arrest. And speaking with our city hall here in New York today, uh, they were given a heads up that the video is long, it's extensive, and it is stomach-turningly disgusting. Uh, one person who was given a heads up said it made the Rodney King video um, look 
benign. Uh, and that video is going to be released, maybe being released right now. Um, we will keep our eyes on things. And tying that in, um, we have Ingrid uh, Martin. I'm sorry, Ingrid Lewis Martin on uh, on the show. But to be honest with you, we recorded her earlier today. So I'm not going to you're going to be wondering, like, why is Arthur not asking her about this? Well, we recorded her this morning um, before we really knew that the tape was being released today and that it was going to be a big deal. So I'm going to apologize ahead of time um, because shortly we're going to hear from her. And she listens. She's someone who is the gatekeeper of City Hall. She's the gatekeeper of the mayor. Um, she literally um, sits next to him in City Hall. Like, if you go to see the mayor, you walk past Ingrid's office, and then you get into the mayor's office. And on the other side is the chief of staff. Um, and, you know, she's going to give you a lot of insight into his uh, state of the city speech yesterday and a lot of insight into how City Hall runs. But after I spoke to um, her on the radio today, I then spoke to her off air, and I spoke to other people in City Hall uh, about this. And, you know, they wanted me to put the word out there to say that, please, you know, if if somehow or another what happened in Tennessee is going to be addressed here in New York City, um, it needs to be do done so in a legal way where no jerks are breaking windows and stealing things, and, and you're using this as an excuse for uh, violence. The family... Um, of Tyree Nichols uh, is out there very vociferously and strongly saying, we don't want any violence. Don't you know soil our son's name or our legacy uh, with any type of violence. Protesting and peaceful protesting is fine, but we don't want any violence. But, you know, all it takes is one schmuck to, to break a window and start a domino effect mm -hmm. to ruin everything. And I will tell you, City Hall is on high alert. The police department is on high alert. Um, the the uh, religious community uh, is is getting involved, talking to community leaders, saying, you know, we need to be calm and we need to just make sure nothing bad happens. Um, you know, the the five officers that I didn't mention it are five black men, and the deceased is one black man. So there's no uh, real you know racial component here. Um, but it's, it goes back to the police situation and defund the police, et cetera, et cetera. I'm sure we're going to hear that. Um, the, the Tyree Nichols family, uh, one of their many attorneys is Ben Crump, who is somebody who I know. Uh, he was the original lawyer on the Tyree, on the, um, Trayvon Martin case. And, uh, Ben seems to get the call on any of these, these cases. And, uh, he's a very nice, he's a very, actually, when you see him, on the podium, he's very vociferous and he's, uh, you know, out there when you meet with him, he's rather quiet, uh, not very nice guy, but uh, not exactly a, a loud mouth. Um, Joan is here telling me she's got a little input. I have a little statement that he made at a news conference. Can I read it for us? Absolutely. It says, we look at how swiftly the district attorney brought charges against them in less than 20 days. Then we want to proclaim that this is the blueprint going forward for any time any officers, whether they be black or white, will be held accountable. Okay. Well, that's... I think that's a powerful statement. Yeah. And uh, look, this is... Yeah. We'll see what this video shows. It's, as I've already been warned that it's pretty nasty. Um, and um, we'll see what the reaction is. You know, my, my feeling is, and I said this when I was speaking to the folks at City Hall, I was like, well, this happened in, in Tennessee. Uh, why are people coming to New York to protest? But I guess that's the price you pay when you're the greatest city in the world and you're the center of, of the mm -hmm. world and you want to get attention well, where do you go? You go to Times Square, our Times Square, right? We do Times Square Tuesday. Joan has been in touch with Tom, and, you know, their Times Square is going to function as usual. However, you are going to see a much heightened police police presence there. Mm -hmm. Quite frankly, right after the our show, I'm going with my bride to uh, see a Broadway show right there. And we'll walk, be walking right through Times Square. Um, I will tell you that I feel confident in the um, the talent of the NYPD, uh, luckily this is something that they are prepared for. They know is possibly coming, and you know the stuff that I get upset about is when the protesters they stop the traffic and they mess up 
everybody's life here. You know, we have nothing to do with what took place in Tennessee. We don't we our police officers didn't do anything wrong. Why? You know, why are you punishing us now? Other people say, well, that's the only way to, you know, create real change. Mm -hmm. If you, you know, disrupt the status quo Well, one of those people uh, who disrupted the status quo, one of those lawyers who threw one of those Molotov cocktails uh, during the George Floyd protest, uh, they got sentenced to a year in prison yesterday. This is a lawyer. Uh, who was doing very well in life, and now that person is going to jail for a year because they got caught up in that mob mentality. And, you know, when you're a lawyer, you could, you guys could rag on us all you want, but we're also held to a higher standard. We have ethical standards that most professions and most jobs and most careers don't have. Um, and one of them is, you know, not to commit felonies like the one that was committed here. So... We are here. We're on 45th and 5th. We're just a couple of blocks away from Times Square. Um, hopefully, any protests that take place will be peaceful protests. And obviously, what happened to this young man, uh, he, I mean, he should be alive today. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's uh, As Ben Crump said today, this was a traffic stop. This was a, a plain old traffic stop, and now this kid is dead. Um I think well, the other thing Ben Crump was pushing for is he's saying that in every state there should be a, a law mm-hmm. or a policy that if one police officer witnesses a, a second police officer doing harm, that that first police officer has some sort of an obligation. I don't know if they're telling punishing by a crime, but has an obligation to step in and help that civilian under those circumstances. So that is what's going on right now, hot in New York City. Um, We're going to do the next segment. I want to talk a little bit about what's going on in Madison Square Garden and banning these people. And James Dolan spoke out. The mayor spoke out. I communicated with the mayor about it today uh, and and with people in City Hall and how ridiculous it is. Um, So and then we're going to talk to um, Ingrid. Lewis, Lewis Martin. Martin. Um, that's her official chaplain name. Ingrid Lewis Martin. Yes, she's a chaplain. She's great. Um, this is one of her first interviews, and uh, she's a little nervous, but we got she got over the nerves pretty quickly, and she gives a lot of insight into the world inside of City Hall. So stay tuned. I'm going to tell you the real scoop about MSG and people being banned, and then we're going to talk to the chief advisor to the mayor of the city of New York. Don't go away. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, Vice Chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet. You need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best, period. (laughs) So tune in, Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. Remember when you were in your teens and you thought you were invincible? Well, the same rationale applies to adults, too. When we're feeling good, we think everything is okay, and we don't need a power of attorney. We think we don't need a health care proxy. We think, ah, we'll worry about that when we're older or we become sick. Well, nothing can be further from the truth. The fact is, if something happens, you might not be able to designate a power of attorney or health care proxy. What happens then? Then the state or the courts may have to make those choices for you. Is that what you want? Of course not. It's essential to create a power of attorney and a healthcare proxy as soon as you can when you're healthy. Call Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. They really know this stuff. They've been doing it for 40 years. They will help you make a plan that protects you best. You'll designate who you want to make decisions for you. For a free in-person initial consultation with a lawyer, call 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We built this city. 
Madison Square Garden. You know who's playing in Madison Square Garden? Bruce Springsteen. You know who can't go? Me and my whole law firm. You know who's playing in Madison Square Garden? Billy Joel. You know who can't go? Me and my whole law firm. You know who's playing at the Beacon Theater? Jerry Seinfeld. You know who can't go? Me and my whole law firm. You know who wanted to take their son to see the Rockettes a couple of weeks ago? Me and my whole law firm. We can't go. Um... So I get invited uh, a couple of days ago this week to sit on the floor at Madison Square Garden to the, at the Knicks game for this Thursday coming up. And I immediately reply, reply, yes, absolutely, looking forward, can't wait. And that's the end of it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, can't wait. And then today when I go into the studio to record uh, Ingrid's piece, I see Sam Bellino, who's wearing this big Knicks sweatshirt, and I go, hey, man, you know, I'm going there Thursday – and the light bulb goes on over my head. No, you're not. And Maybe like, you could give him your tickets. I'm like, oh, they're <laughs> not my tickets. I'm going as a guest. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, can you believe I can't go? And I'm like, this is ridiculous. So um, I reached out to some folks to see if I was able to wiggle, wiggle my way in. And like everyone's like, nope, nope. Dolan has dug in. Dolan has dug in. Joan, you said that um, the... So let me just go real quick. Here's the letter that I got in June of 2022. Dear counsel, your firm currently represents one or more plaintiffs in litigation against Madison Square Garden Entertainment Corp or one or one of its affiliates. Because of the adversarial nature inherent in litigation proceedings and because of the potential for contact with the company's employees and disclosure outside proper litigation discovery channels that could result from the presence of any of your firm's lawyers at the company's venues, neither you nor any other attorney employed at your firm may enter the company's venues until final resolution of the litigation. And... I'll read you the next sentence. As uh, To be clear, you and the other attorneys at your firm may not enter Madison Square Garden, Hulu Theater at Madison Square Garden, the Beacon Theater, Radio City Music Hall, or the Chicago Theater until the subject litigation has been resolved. Should you attempt to enter or otherwise obtain access to any of the MSG venues, the company will take appropriate steps to enforce this notice. We trust that will not be necessary and that you and your colleagues will respect this notice. Hal Weinfeld. I don't even know what his title. Oh, he's the senior vice president of legal and business affairs. His name has been all over. So, yeah, yeah Weidenfeld, Weidenfeld. Well, the so, Nets host the Knicks tomorrow night, so maybe you can get to the Barclays Center for <clears throat> tomorrow's game. There you go. I'm going to see Uncle Geraldo tomorrow, so I won't be here. But um, the uh, so I was like, can I get in? And the bottom line is, I can't. The bottom line is I had to call the guy who was going to take me and tell him I can. He was hysterically laughing. So instead, we're going to lunch. Um, and then I reached out to some folks at City Hall. And they were like, well, one said, I, I don't think I can help you. Like, Dolan's dug in. And then someone else who's going to get involved was like, really, ants, like, is this really happening? And I'm like, yeah, it's really happening. They couldn't believe it. Um Joan, didn't, wasn't Dolan on the, the, the owner of the... Uh... One of his first interviews ever. He was on with Rosanna Scotto yesterday, and then today he was on WFAN. Yesterday, he held up, I watched the whole thing, he held up a sign that said, I'm going to put these signs all over MSG saying that I'm not selling alcohol, and if you want alcohol at my facility, you have to contact uh, Sharif Kabir, the... SLA CEO, the State Liquor Authority CEO, and demand, and he put his phone number and his email, and you have to tell him that you want alcohol at my facility. So he's digging in with the alcohol. That's what this whole thing is coming to, and it was quite shocking to see him really take a stand and dig his heels in so badly. And why? I, 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 I don't, don't know. know why. <laughs> I mean, 
I don't know. Does he really think if someone walks into my office and they fell down a flight of stairs at Madison Square Garden because there was a, a known leak from above or someone had spilled something and the attendants were notified of it, but they just negligently did not clean it up and they broke their leg? You think I'm not going to take their case because I can't go see Disney on right? ice? I'll go to the Barclays Center and see Disney on ice. Um, the... Uh, and that the reason why this is such nonsense is why is it limiting us to attorneys? In other words, if I was really going to go in there and uh, if I wanted someone to interview someone, I wouldn't interview them. I would send a private investigator or a paralegal to go and interview them. So the fact that only the attorneys are banned is ridiculous. Um, well, you know, there's there's now um, legal action being taken, like already Tish James has made statements about this. And Senator Brad, I'm going to say his name wrong, Hoyleman, Hoyleman yeah. Siegel, he wrote today a letter to the commissioner of the NBA and NHL saying that they need to do something. Well, I think that's that's great. And I'm sure the New York State, uh, the trial lawyers uh, are going to get together and, and do something. I know one lawyer who we know, Jeff, Jeff Citron and Sid Davidoff, who's been on this show, yes. uh, their partner, Hutchinson, I believe, um, he he went after them and they, he got some sort of relief. But um, I was then, uh, after I left the station, uh, to after interviewing Ingrid, who's coming up next, the chief strategist for, the chief advisor to the mayor, um, Joni said... The, the governor just tweeted that they're at Fulton Street at the live. train station live. live so I walked down there. It was only it's only a couple of blocks from the radio station. So I walked down there and yes, there was a huge, a huge media presence. And the governor was there and the mayor was there. I mean, it was a really big press conference. It wasn't like three cameras. It was like 30 cameras. And they were talking basically about crime in the subways. And they were pounding their chest how things are getting better. And um, I saw the mayor from a distance. I was wearing my fedora, and he kind of just looked at me and acknowledged me from where he was standing. At You're the very distinct looking. Yeah. So you'll I, well, never I, get into MSG. I, I, <laughs> correct. I was also up a little high on a platform. And so then I sent him a text um, I, telling him he did a great job, and I had taken a selfie with him behind me, and I sent him that as well. And then I, I texted him about the... Um, this policy. And, you know, he can't believe that it's really happening. And I told him, I was like, look, it will be a, a public relations coup for you to fix this because there's a lot of lawyers in here. Like, look, I have a small law firm. Like, there's 20 lawyers here, but there are law firms that have a thousand people in them. So if one lawyer in that firm is representing one client who has some minor fall or spill or a, a employment dispute, and that one lawyer is representing them from that one big firm, mm -hmm. The whole firm is excluded. I mean, that is just uh, it's it's definitely an, it's some sort of infringement of constitutional rights. Mm -hmm. It's constitutional intimidation. You're trying to tell people don't bring a long lawsuit against us. It's retaliation. Um, That's so got to be unjust right then and there. So then basically, if you're bringing a lawsuit, you're not allowed in. So it, that seems unconstitutional. Yeah. Well, we're, we're about to find out because I then spoke to people inside City Hall and they asked me, I sent them a copy of that letter I just read to you because they didn't have it. And, um, you know, I, I know that Madison Square Garden gets certain breaks for being Madison Square Garden. And Dolan is just he's just unsteady on his feet. I guess that's the best way. That's the nicest way I could put it. Um, before we get to Ingrid Lewis Martin, um, I, who is the chief advisor to the mayor of the city of New York, I want to tell you guys that originally I had said that um, Governor Cuomo's interview was going to be Monday, but Sam Bellino astutely figured out or found out that we're preempted on Monday night. Well, half of our show is. So um, we're going to... Um, push the interview over to Tuesday. So it'll be Tuesday night and Wednesday night. So Monday night, we'll do a half hour show, like a regular show, uh, but a, an abbreviated regular show. And then we'll, we'll have the governor on, uh, we'll have yeah, Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, well, I'm not going to do Padre Lou's libation tonight. I don't want to rush through it because, and also it's a little bit of a serious night. And, and even though it's a Friday and I want you to have a great weekend because, um, we're going to, uh, we have one more story here that Joan wants to talk about today. As you heard on yesterday's show, today is Holocaust Remembrance Day and something really very horrible happened in Israel. It's really sad. Um, on this day of all days, um, a Palestinian gunman killed seven near a Jerusalem synagogue today. That just Honestly, it, I'm sick to my stomach. It breaks my heart that this happened today. He was killed um, 
a 70-year-old woman. He wounded three others. I mean, why? Why do we, can't we have, like, can't we be nice to each other? Can't we be kind? Can't we have peace in this world? I mean, Ukraine, between Ukraine and the, I don't want to hear this anymore. Well, you know, it's it's Friday night, and we try to keep it positive on this show. There's plenty of other places you can go to hear the negativity, but we also try to give you the news and fill you in on yeah. what's going on. Um, we will get some positivity from Ingrid. I yes, know your interview was fantastic. You're going to hear some good stuff she from her. She was forthright. We, uh, we had a special guest that just strolled in here uh, with uh, a minute before we get our commercial break. Uh, William R. Santa, you want to say a quick hello? Uh, hello, everyone out there. Uh, just give me a topic to discuss, and I'm more than happy to open up and tell you what I truly feel about anything that Arthur Idala wants to talk about. So William R. Santo uh, is uh, my partner in a law firm in Brooklyn, and he was the best man at my wedding to Marianne Bertuna, and he'll be spending the rest of the evening here at the Idala Bertuna and Cameron's Law Firm on 45th and 5th. Um, I really want you to pay attention to what um, Ingrid has to say coming up, because she has literally been side-by-side side with the mayor um, she's known him for 40 years. Her husband and, um, her husband and the mayor have been friends, um, since the police academy. And she's worked with him for the last 17 years in his capacity as a state senator and the Brooklyn borough president and now in city hall. And she is, they, they call her the lioness of city hall because she's in there protecting everything and she's fighting for all of us. Um, so you're going to have a great time. Uh, we'll be back after, uh, Ingrid's segment and, um, you know, we're just trying to get through this Friday night and hopefully a very calm, peaceful, relaxing manner. Sit down. I'm sorry about not having part of your lose libation. I got a great one lined up for you for next Friday. We'll be around. And um, Sam Bellino, thank you for uh, being so great behind these controls. Thank you. We'll be right back, folks. Don't go anywhere. Well, come on and let me know. Should I stay or should I go? Should I stay or should I go now? Hi, Kevin McCullough. There's a brand new law going into effect in Times Square, and who could tell us more about it than T-Square himself? Tom Harris joins Christine Nicholas and Kevin McCullough with the latest. That's tonight at 7, only on AM 970 The Answer and Radio Night Live. Hello there. My name is Seychelle, and what makes the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich original to me is the punch of flavors that's unlike any other. You get the crispy tenderness of the chicken and that hint of sourness from the pickles. Ta-da! <laughs> hey, I'm Juan, and what makes the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich original to me is you know you're going to get chicken that's crispy, golden, and juicy. This is the gold standard of chicken sandwiches. Order the original Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real customers paid for their testimonials. I have been talking about the court reporting program at Plaza College because court reporters are such an essential part of the legal field. Plaza College has been around since 1916, and not only do they have the School of Court Reporting, but they have four other schools of study, including their new School of Nursing. The Accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. Students complete their curriculum in the new Center for Healthcare Simulation on Plaza's campus and within the best hospital systems in New York City. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It is incredible. If you want additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study, like their School of Business and Paralegal Studies or the School of Allied Health, just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. That's plaza, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Hi, this is Judge Kamins, a partner at Idala Bertuna and Kamins, and where Arthur Idala of the Arthur Idala Power Hour works at his 24-7 day job. In 2014, I retired from the bench to join ABK, which is a full-service preeminent boutique firm that has been helping New Yorkers when legal problems arise. ABK is uniquely qualified to assist New Yorkers who have a wide range of legal problems, from personal injury claims and civil litigation to criminal defense and trusts and estates. I personally work on appellate matters, attorney disciplinary matters, and complex legal issues with a dedicated group of attorneys who provide a team approach to each case. 
There is no legal problem too big or small for this talented and hardworking legal team. So when you think of the Idala Power Hour, also keep in mind ABK, the power legal firm. We return now with lifetime New Yorker and legal analyst, attorney Arthur Idala and the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome to the show a guest that uh, I've been asking to come on the show for quite some time. It's interesting. I was able to get the mayor easy, more easily than I was able to get the chief advisor uh, to the mayor of New York City. Uh, anybody who has followed the career of Eric Adams from uh, police captain uh, through state senator through borough to Brooklyn Borough Hall to City Hall, uh, if you say that you know Eric Adams, then you have to know Ingrid Lewis. Martin, because uh, she has been by his side uh, as a friend for, I think, four decades, but as a, an advisor for almost two decades. And um, she is a woman who, besides her obvious intelligence and street smarts, is just the epitome of class and elegance and represents this city uh, so well. And Mayor Adams, in my opinion, is very, very, very lucky to have her by his side to bounce everything off of. And, and I know she protects him. Uh, her nickname sometimes is the Lioness of City Hall because uh, literally she sits right next to Mayor Adams inside City Hall. And if you want to get to him, you got to go through her first. And it usually really works out because she's so skilled at getting things done that a lot of the times she's the one who clears the path to accomplish whatever tasks need to be done. Without further ado, Ingrid Lewis Martin, the chief advisor to the mayor. Hello, Ingrid. How are you? Arthur, how are you? It is so, it is such a pleasure to have you here on the radio show on AM 970, The Answer. I know you have been working so hard, so, so hard this past year. I know it from, from being in and out of City Hall and just seeing you at, at all of these events. And, you know, yesterday was the State of the City speech. And obviously you were there a year ago. And last year you guys had only been in an office a couple of days. But now you have a whole year under your belt. And with that whole year under your belt and watching the city evolve the way it has over the past 12 months, tell us what it was like being in that room yesterday with the mayor and the packed, packed room with with the media and the supporters of the mayor and you know what you felt personally having observed the election and then the swearing in and now a year in office. It was a proud moment, Asa. I was just thrilled and delighted. The mayor really gave an awesome, awesome speech to New Yorkers. You know, we feel really good about the way in which our city is heading. He's a people's mayor. He's a blue-collar mayor. And his focus was on the blue-collar New Yorkers and keeping his commitment. He wants to ensure that people who have small businesses are able to thrive and prosper in the city. You know, make, ensure that people who live in the communities can remain in the communities while at the same time develop affordable housing for new people. It was just a really proud moment. And um, I was thrilled and I was delighted to be there. And I was just good. Overall, great feeling. The energy was great. Everybody was in a festive mood. And at the end of the speech, people really, really, really gave him accolades. It was a good day. The uh, the, the mayor spoke about the four pillars and, you know, what what's necessary for the city to have for all working New Yorkers and, and working families to thrive here in the five boroughs. Could you tell me a little bit about that? Well, well, at the top of the agenda is safety for everyone. He didn't do it in this order, but I know that's a major, major issue for everyone's safety. So we have a great police commissioner, Kishab Sewell, who you should have on the show if you haven't already, who's doing a phenomenal job. And as you know, the mayor is a former retired police captain, so he takes public safety extremely um, seriously. So major crimes, gun violence and um, homicides and major robberies of that sort um, have gone down significantly. Uh, we do have a problem with petty theft in stores in particular. We have a number of um, individuals, I believe it's about 1,700 he cited, who are repeat offenders. They're going in the system and out the system, in the system and out the system, and um, we need to find a way to combat that. And he's calling on his partners in Albany who are seeing it as well to help him address this. And we feel confident that through working with his partners in Albany, that we'll get some minor tweaks to some legislation that's necessary in order to keep the repeat offenders locked up. Well, so which they're the ones that's committing... 
Go ahead, keep going. They're the ones who are committing the bulk of the um, the crimes. You know, we're talking to chief advisor to the mayor of the city of New York, Ingrid Lewis Martin, who uh, she's got her fingers on the pulse of this city. You know, since you just you brought up Albany, I remember maybe it was about a year ago when Mayor Adams went up to Albany. And I know, you know, he was seriously talking about bail reform and crime reform. And it didn't seem like he was able to accomplish what you and I know he can accomplish when, you know, kind of he's in charge. So are his partners in Albany cooperating or willing to cooperate on adjusting the system? to help you guys combat crime in New York City? Okay, so first let me just give some information which wasn't really clarified for the general public. On our initial um, trips to Albany, we were very successful. We were able to get the earned income tax credit for New Yorkers, which put an additional $300 into some pockets of New Yorkers, up to $600 of New Yorkers at, at the end of their um at the end of the year. We were also able to get a child care initiative, which now allow New Yorkers to pay $10 a month for child care as opposed to $50 a month. We were also able to get money to help with um, the NYCHA Trust in Albany. Um, we worked with advocates and we got $23 billion. So we had a great amount of successes in Albany. However, the media, who I love, because I love you, by the way, <laughs> I to you, but I love you. The media just focused on the one issue. And we had a great success in Albany, which I hope New Yorkers have now learned about. Well, so I, we I will tell you, with our partners. I, I hate to we interrupt you, working. Chief Advisor to the Mayor, but I don't think New Yorkers heard about that. I mean, that's the truth. And I understand that's that's no, ma- that's Mayor Adams' frustration. You know, when he was on with yeah. me a couple of weeks ago, I said, what what has been the biggest bummer of being the mayor? And he said, basically, what you're saying is how the media only focuses on the negative. Now, yeah. uh, you know, we, we don't yeah. do that. We don't do that here uh, on, on, the, on this show. But I I'm yeah. glad you said all of those accomplishments. But as we know, the biggest polling numbers right now for all New York is you know, what's the biggest issue is crime, crime, crime. Yeah. And, yeah, and so it's I'm getting there. You got, I'm getting there. Let me finish. You go, boss. You no. go, boss. I, you know me and the word boss. That's the savior. You know me and my. I'm not a holy roller, but there's one boss. That's the savior. Um, the mayor is the, the the executive of the city of New York. He is my principal. I love him. There is no better mayor than Mayor Adams. You know. Let me just say this. Albany gets it. I believe that they do get it, and they did a great job with police reform. That's number one. They did a great job with police reform. There were just some minor little tweaks that need some adjustments. And I kind of feel, I, I believe that the mayor, he has a good relationship with a number of his colleagues in Albany, and I believe that we will find our way clear to surmount the, the issue and to get stuff right-sized. I think that the press made it much bigger than it actually is, and that they tried to make it seem as if the mayor was at war with his colleagues in Albany, which is absolutely not true. And um, I believe that we will do what's best for New Yorkers in the end. It takes a little bit of time. You know the wheel of the government sometimes grinds slowly? Not New York City, because our mayor is like full speed ahead, but you know how it goes. I, so let me ask you, because you actually were by the, the mayor's side when he was a senator in Albany. Does Tell the, the people who are listening how the fact that you guys know how Albany works and how the legislature in Albany works and having relationships up there. Tell the, the people of the city how that helps us here in the city to have a mayor who was a former state legislature who knows how to get things done. Well, you just did, Arthur. You just explained to them. He was a former New York state legislator. He was a senator in the 20th district. Um, You know, he did a great job there. He was able to get a number of laws passed and a number of initiatives moved through. So he understands how Albany operates. And we also know that sometimes when you go the first time, it doesn't work. You have to go again in order to make it move. We have a lot of new elected officials in Albany who, you know, they needed to be brought along a little bit, I guess, by some of their colleagues. Just like we have a a lot of new city council members who need to be brought along by their colleagues. And a new mayor who needed to be brought along as well. So that's where he didn't have the experience. He's a new mayor. But... He has a wealth of knowledge, and, you know, we had a whole bunch of newbies. So we're all working together, and we're going to do a better job this year than we did last year. And we did tremendous last year. So So we're talking to chief advisor to the mayor. She has been with the mayor for decades, Ingrid Lewis-Martin. Ingrid, could you just give the listeners a little inside look at inside City Hall and how it works, particularly regarding crime? Because that's, you know, every time you pick up a newspaper, you look at a poll, that's what people care about. So inside City Hall, on a daily basis or 
weekly basis. What are you guys doing to, you know, keep an eye on the crime trends and, and interacting with one police plaza to really stay on top of it? Well, every single morning at eight o'clock, Mayor Adams has a roundtable with his executive team that would include myself, our new chief of staff, Camille Joseph Warwick, who's awesome, by the way. You might want to have her on your show. Our first deputy mayor, Sheena Wright, and all of our deputy mayors and the key commissioners. And of course, police commissioner, Keith Sartsul, and members from her um, executive team also participate in the call. We get daily briefings on what's going on in New York City. We get daily briefings on what the trends are. The mayor is very hands-on, and he gives his input fully. Then he does sidebars with the police commissioner, and uh, they have more rounded and full discussions so that they can come up with policies and initiatives, and they can make changes. So he's very hands-on. And we do understand that there is a crime problem in New York City, but there's more of a high crime perception in New York City than what the actual problem is. Because every little incident, and I don't mean to diminish anything because crime is crime, but even minor incidents are all projected in the news. And they, they will give people a, a sense of fear. And we don't want people to be fearful because New York City is in good hands. We're moving in the right direction. As I explained to you, high crimes, the gun violence is going down, things of that sort. We have a lot of little petty crimes, which is attributing to the high volume of crime. And we have people running in stores and stealing stuff, and we have to stop that. And it's the same people repeatedly doing it, and the police commissioner has confirmed that. She's taking Comstat to, to the streets. She's going into communities, and she's working with communities. She's explaining the communities block by block what's going on within this specific community. She also has new initiatives with police officers where they have a different engagement with the community so that they're working more in partnership. We believe in a collaborative relationship between NYPD and New York City residents. So we're on the right track. Give us a minute. I project by the end of this year, you're going to see remarkable changes. Oh, there we go. There we we got a prediction. We got a prediction by the chief advisor to the mayor. Yeah, and you got to remember, we inherited a mask. I know. Believe me, we, we all, everybody knows that. Right. We came in, right, and I'm not blaming an administration. I'm just saying, in general, it was a mess. We came in after COVID. Everything was crazy. Protests were just dying down. Everybody was just crazy, you know. So we didn't have it to the mess, a lot of unrest, a lot of dissatisfaction. And it takes time for people to understand there's a new administration in town. We handle things a little bit differently. Work with us. We'll work with you. And we're getting there. And I think people see that. You know, we, we were getting emails about how horrible the subways were and how horrible this, how horrible that. Now we're getting, you know, emails like, thank you. I saw offices on the subway. I feel safer. Thank you. We're getting thank you messages now as opposed well, to just that, all negative. That, that's got to feel good. We're talking to Chief Advisor to the Mayor, Ingrid Lewis-Martin, who uh, is so gracious to give us this interview. It took me a long time to get her to come on the radio with me. But um, I, I just want to change. Three times. <laughs> I know. But but anyone who knows anyone who knows anything about City Hall, you know, you got to go through Ingrid to get anything done. And you do get that's things done. True, and, Dave, stop. Stop. That's not true. Because I don't want to say that. We have some tremendous um, women in, in um, leadership at City Hall. We have some tremendous deputy mayors here. And well, we, we, have, we have some great men as well. We have one male deputy man. He, he does his thing as well. So I, we have a phenomenal staff. You know who we had on the, um, you know who we had on the show? Um, we had um, Mira Joshi on the show, Deputy Mayor yeah, Mira. Boy, awesome. she's a powerhouse. She is a very impressive woman. Before I let you and go. You talk to Maria Antoris Springer because she's a beast. She, oh. <laughs> she's got all of them. Our, you know, Isom, she's awesome. All of them. All of these women are just phenomenal. And the mayor picked a good, solid team. So well, you, I, I, I got like two more minutes. But I want I want to ask New Yorkers to do something. Go ahead. And I know they say you don't put prayer in government, but I pray. Me too. I'm asking New Yorkers to pray for New York City to just keep moving in the right direction. New Yorkers, you picked a great mayor. You did the right thing. So now let's work together to ensure that his policies and initiatives can get into place. You know? Well, I just want to let people know you, you've you been ordained as a chaplain as well, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. I want to give you 60 seconds before you go just to address the migrant situation because I know it's, I know from speaking to you guys, you know, how, what a problem it is and how hard you're working to address 30,000 plus uh, people just came into the city with, with with nothing but the clothes on their back. So, Ingrid Lewis-Martin, before you go, talk to us a little bit about the migrant situation. 
Okay, first of all, it's over 41,000. Okay, well, it keeps going up every minute. Just every minute. And um, our Deputy Mayor, William Eisman, and our Commissioner Gary Jenkins have done a phenomenal job you know, under the leadership of our mayor to ensure that the migrants receive the services that we are required to provide. What we do need New Yorkers to do is help us outreach to the federal government and let the administration know we need resources. We need resources from our state partners also. Although a governor, hopeful, she has been phenomenal with us on so many issues. So I don't want to, you know, seem like an ingrate, but we need help with the migrant situation. We do not have the financial capacity to sustain. We will be a billion dollars in soon, and it's on the trajectory to be two billion. And that's going to hurt us in some critical areas that we don't need to be hurt in for New York City. We have to still provide for our actual residents. We want to help others, but God help those who help themselves. So we have to make sure that every day we York is a safe. So we need voices heard about the migrant situation because it's bad. We need help. And we're telling the federal government, we're telling the, the um, state, not only do we need financial resources, the migrants need to get an expedited way in order for them to get working papers. If they were allowed to work, they could go upstate and do a lot of farming. They have skills in that area. And other things, there's room upstate. And there's rooms throughout the country. New York doesn't have to become the migrant capital of the world. There's 50 states. Red the love. Red All right, so here we have Chief Advisor to the Mayor of the City of New York, Ingrid Lewis Martin. Um, thank you so much. By the way, you are so good at this. I'm going to keep bothering you now to come on the show regularly because you're you're correct that I don't think the media is the media just likes to report on the negative stuff and they don't get enough positive stuff. So I would love you to come back on whenever you want, as much as you can, to make sure the listeners know about all the positive stuff that's going on at City Hall. Thank you so much for your time. I love you. Uh, you're the I'll best of- you up on that. No, I'll take you up on that offer. If I can come and give you the good news is, you can call my segment, The Good News Is. And I'll spread the good news on behalf of the administration. And- the people need to know, The Good News Is. Eric Adams is the mayor. 110. You did it. There you go. So that's we're going to get the segments called The Good News Is with, Ing- with Chief Advisor Ingrid Martin, Ingrid Lewis Martin. And my, my engineer will pick a real good song for you that you approve. Maybe something with a little religious slant to it. Cause- hey, no. Okay, I'm the <laughs> yeah, I, consider it done. I know you got to go back to work. Thank you so, so much. And uh, I will be talking to you very soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. you. God bless. One, two, three, four, five. Numbers most important for prostate cancer treatment. One, excellent results. Two, avoiding robotic surgery. Three, maintaining sexual function. Four, keeping urinary control. Five, avoiding robotic surgery's penis shortening. One, two, three, four, five. Our goals of prostate cancer treatment for you. I'm Dr. Lederman. Men with prostate cancer wish great results, avoiding robotic surgery, maintaining sexual and urinary life, and penis integrity. Meet Dr. Lederman to learn more. For free booklet DVD, D. Call two and two choices. All outpatient, 1384 Broadway at 38th. Most insurance, Medicare, Medicaid accepted. Call Dr. Lederman, two and two choices. Decades of experience treating thousands with prostate cancer. One, two, three, four, five. Results avoiding robotic surgery, quality of life, penis integrity. One, two, three, four, five. You'll be number one with Dr. Lederman. Call two and two choices, two and two choices. Let's go on a trip. My friend and morning show host Joe Piscopo has teamed up with Steve Perillo to create a special offer to our AM 970 audience, a special Perillo tour with Joe Piscopo. Three nights in Rome, seeing the important sites like the Vatican, the Colosseum, the Forum, as well as a special dinner performance by Joe Piscopo, which is so much fun. Then fly to Sicily and spend four nights in Taromina with day trips like Syracuse, adorned by Greek, Roman, and Baroque architecture. Next, Taromina's Godfather Tour. Visit the medieval villages of Forza de Argo and Savoca. See the famous Bar Vitelli, where Michael Corleone asked Apollonia's father for her hand in marriage. Next, on to beautiful Palermo for three more nights before flying home. Rome and Sicily, what a great customized trip. A Perillo Tour is a stress-free, escorted vacation where you don't lift a finger. So call today, 1-800-431-1515. That's one 800 Three one one five one five, or go to perillotours.com. 
I didn't think it was possible to meet someone like Susan. We just clicked after realizing we each have a strong sense of self and share the same core values in life. After taking our advanced personality test, Daniel and Susan matched on Silver Singles, the secure dating site for 50-plus singles who know what they want. Sign up today at silversingles.com slash meet. That's silversingles.com slash meet. Paid actors representing true customer testimonials. Names have been changed. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Well, that was very cool. All kidding aside, she, uh, Ingrid, is someone I know for a long time. And we've broken bread together, and uh, she's um, she's really a very, very, very cool woman. She's a big fan of my dad and his handlebar, his handlebar mustache. And I am definitely going to follow up with her with her, her segment here, The Good News Is, with Chief Advisor Ingrid Lewis-Martin with the song Sambolino will play behind us. Ain't no stopping us now. Look, I love that enthusiasm. I love that energy. We all know that there's still work to do in this city. There's always work to do in this city. But I think the trajectory that we're on is definitely a very positive one. So um, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I do. Uh, what we try to do on the show is, you know, of course, we try to have fun and we try to bring you some energy. But I also try to give you some some knowledge and, and learn something. I always learn something on the show. We learned a little bit about how inside uh, City Hall works. Um, I was not going to do a hard charging interview with her because I know <laughs> I know she was nervous because she told me she was nervous. And I want to encourage her to be able to come back on with us. Um, something else I'm very excited for. Tuesday night show. Uh, it's must listen to radio. Set your uh, timers. Set your alarms. Uh, we're going to do the whole show with uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo. And uh, it's really, it's it's very interesting. I was able to listen to some of the raw footage uh, over the last day or so. And, and I usually don't listen to our shows, but uh, this one I did listen to. And... and I, I, I'll be very surprised if you don't uh, write to me and say, wow, that was really excellent. So we have the, the chief advisor to the mayor, and there's no one really closer to him than her regarding the world of politics on Friday. And we have the former governor on Tuesday. So we are kicking some butt here on the Author Idola Power Hour. It is Friday night. Uh, it's almost 7 o'clock. I am checking out. I am going to go to dinner with my bride. And we're going to go see MJ, the Michael Jackson uh, Broadway show. So I'll report back on that when uh, I have an opportunity to do so. I hope you guys have a great, great, great weekend. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you on Tuesday with Governor Andrew Cuomo. I'm so excited and I just can't hide The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.